Listen, once they learn how to climb stairs, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And we have a special guest with us. Yay, Becca! <laughs> she does exist. She does exist. She's our friend who doesn't live in Canada. She just lives near Canada. It's like the two states away. It's like yeah. the Eminem commercial where they see Santa, and it's like he does exist, and they're like, they do exist. <laughs> Becca, I don't know if you had it growing up near Canada, but we always had that one kid in school who was like, I got a girlfriend, you just don't know her, she lives in Canada. <laughs> yeah, there's always that person that was like, yeah, my girlfriend, she's just in Michigan, and you're like, what? Yeah. You're like, no, that's not real, that's not a real thing. We don't even have phones, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any pictures of her, but she exists. She's around. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah. So... Ahead. Yeah, today's a special episode. It's episode 50. We made it to episode 50. We're super excited. Um, and we thought it would be a fun one to bring Becca on and discuss Beartown. Because we mm. all seem to really like this book a lot. Yeah, Beartown. Yeah. yeah. I watched the trailer for the HBO Max series. But it's not in English. I say, no. there are subtitles, and then I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> HBO Nordic. Yeah. I mean, it's on HBO Max, but, yeah, it's definitely not in English. So. I, don't I think already I'll... read the book once, so I don't need to read it again. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard to tell, like, who the characters were, like, by watching that trailer. Like, I couldn't tell which one was Kevin and stuff. Yeah. I think I watched the first part of the very first episode and it was you know I was like I have to pay attention to this <laughs> I can't do laundry in the background so I'm gonna put the office back on well I feel like you'd be paying attention more to the words than actually like paying attention to like what's happening in the show yeah yeah and then Becca you read the second book right yeah I did and there's gonna be a third one there's gonna be a third one it's coming out uh, October 4th of this year. It's called The Winners. So they Ooh. must win. Spoiler, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so how okay, far... I read the second one. How far advanced is the second one? Like, how many years later? Mm, not any years. It's, like, maybe some months. Maybe one year, max. It's, like, almost immediately after. And honestly, I didn't like it as much. It kind of had a lot of callbacks to the first one where it was sort of explaining to you what happened as if you didn't read the first one. I was like, I already know all of this. Like, move on. I know who Benji more is. of a main character, which I did like that. So. Yay, Benji. Well, because I know, like, in the at the end of Beartown, it says, like, ten years later, and it says, like, one of them's dead, one of them's this, one of them's that. So yeah. I didn't know if this book, like, took on from that, but it clearly did not. Mm-mm. So maybe that the third one like jumps ahead maybe. again. I don't know. No, this one's kind of like the aftermath, like when most of the team leaves. Spoilers, yeah, sorry, uh, everyone. You know when everyone leaves uh, and goes ahead. This yeah. is kind of like the next yeah. year, like the fallout, like the next that. season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when oh, yeah. you live in Sweden and it's constantly cold, it's just like permanently hockey season. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah, this will be a spoiler episode if you have not read bear town yeah don't listen to this did you go back and listen to our seven husbands one i did i was like okay hurry up and read this so that i can listen (laughs) and i liked it it was good yeah okay Lindsay, do you want to give a synopsis oh god listen i am so unprepared for this episode (laughs) because i thought i was gonna be back at my house to have the book with me and i don't but um so it starts off with the Andersons moving to Beartown, where like hockey is life. Um, the star of the team is Kevin, and they basically like again like basically this whole team has been built around Kevin because he's this sort of like hockey prodigy. Um, so Peter moves there to coach, 
with his wife and his two children, Maya and Leo. Maya was like about 15 years old. Yeah, he's he's the gen- he's the general manager of the team. Yes. Um so they're getting ready for this big like huge game, the semifinals. They decide to add on this junior hockey player Amat, not Adnan, which I thought his name was like seven episodes ago. Yeah, but, so it's, yeah, so because it is their junior hockey league that's going to the semifinals, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to join them. Like a, he's like a junior junior hockey player, and he gets put on the team because he's really really fast. Um, they end up winning this key game, and Kevin's parents go out of town, so he decides to hold this big party. And Maya, Peter's daughter, shows up, and they're there, and she eventually sneaks off with Kevin just to like make out normal teenage stuff um but then kevin proceeds to rape maya at this party and amat walks in while it's happening and that's sort of what allows maya to get away from kevin uh oh and this is yeah this is this is and this is right after the semifinal game that which they won and now right before the finals so it's kind of playing into that aftermath of how the town reacts to this news leading up to the final game. Because Maya eventually tells her her parents and they immediately suspend Kevin and they're like, Kevin's off the team. He's not playing. Um, And then they end up losing the final because of that. Uh, The town starts to kind of rally. The hockey club starts to rally and they think that Peter should be fired from his job because it's still at this point sort of Maya's word against Kevin's and the town's leaning towards Kevin because he's, you know, the star hockey player and Maya's the sort of outsider who just moved there um, until Amat steps up to tell everybody what he witnessed, that he witnessed Kevin raping Maya. Um, and eventually the town barkeeper, Ramona, who believes Maya and Amat, because um, they kind of flashed to her a couple of times throughout the whole yeah. story. Um, she finally kind of rallies the people into saying, hey, you know, this isn't what Peter did was right. Um, yeah. So Peter gets to keep his job. However, the coach is angry at Peter for making these decisions. And that's when he moves to a neighboring town and takes Kevin and a lot of the other star players with him. So leaving the Beartown hockey team sort of at the very, very eight, like, you know, bottom of the barrel sort of thing. Um, yeah. Anything to add so far? Um, I think, too, like, Benji is a really prominent character. He's best friends with Kevin. Mm-hmm. But he also does the right thing and knows Kevin's lying to him because that's something they kind of – foreshadow at the beginning is he's like I can always tell when my friend's lying and so I think when he does confront Kevin about this he knows that Kevin's lying so he's one of the players that actually stays behind in Beartown mm-hmm. um and obviously Amat does as well yes. um and this also like before all of this happens like you have the junior hockey league coach David you have the um I don't even know what they're called, but the the bigger league um, you have soon, who's their coach, and the plan is to fire him and make David that coach, and then um, I think probably Lars, the coach that's of like the smaller before below juniors, um, and like soon knows this is going to happen. David knows this is all going to happen, especially if he wins the finals. So this kind of changes things as well because David does leave. And it kind of leaves soon to keep coaching. I forget what that league's called. Yeah, I don't remember. Thank you, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, the police end up later dropping the rape case against Kevin due to insufficient evidence. And then we sort of get Maya's struggle in coping with all of this. And she ends up deciding, you know, I have to die or Kevin has to die. It's got to be one or the other for this to happen. And I think we've talked about it before. Like the very opening of the book is just two teenagers go into the woods. One puts a shotgun to another one's head and pulls the trigger. 
but you don't know who's like who that is until the very end when it's revealed that it's Maya forcing Kevin into the woods. She puts the shotgun up to his head and pulls the trigger, but she didn't load it because she tells Kevin, I want you to fear the dark as much as I do now. Um, and that was her way of, I think, starting to come to terms and starting to cope with what happened to her. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, we get a flash forward to 10 years. Maya becomes a famous guitarist and Kevin and his now wife show up to one of her concerts and Maya recognizes him and she kind of has this choice like do I call him out or do I just let it ride and decides just to let it go um and then as Kevin leaves his wife is like how do you know her who is she and he ends up telling her everything that happens and then as we discussed there's a setup for the sequel where we get to know a little bit more about or a little bit of hint about Ahmad and Benji. Um, where the, do you remember who the other two are? <laughs> I, don't I don't remember who the other two that end up staying. Bobo? Bobo's Maybe Bobo. One of them. I think it's just those three, like, from the those first three. book. Okay. Okay. I think. Um, um, when, did y'all have any guesses of who the two teens were at the beginning, like, pulling the trigger and all of that no yeah i thought it would be the boys i guess i just assumed it would be the boys somehow like maybe benji and kevin would like confront each other but yeah. i didn't imagine it would be maya yeah yeah i, I definitely maybe, maybe maybe like a mod like they were trying to shut him mm -hmm. up yeah something yeah, because then, cause at one point they do try to shut him up. Like, they have, like, some mafia-type person approach him in a car. <laughs> that's like, don't do this. So, yeah. And then you start, like, slowly, again, they kind of foreshadow, like, Anna talking about the gun safe and the guns that are kept at her house. And then you slowly see Maya, like, watching that. I was, I was starting to, like, my, like, heart rate was definitely starting to go up when you knew that scene was approaching. Because I was like, please don't kill him because it's not worth it. <laughs> like, I just I was, know, like, I was very worried about that. Like, don't fucking yeah. up, please. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, please do not kill him. Like, it's not worth it to like ruin your life because of what he did, and people don't believe you or kind of like. Yeah. But definitely, that was that was a pretty intense scene. I remember also being so mad at like the other coaches and the other like head of the hockey club people who kept telling Peter, he was mixing like politics into hockey. It's like, <laughs> and then it was like, okay, you literally started a new team because you got mad at somebody for going to the police about a crime. <laughs> also like it's his daughter. Like yeah. he's going to choose his family over hockey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, okay guys. Well, he also was not one to like, listen to like the, committee either because they were the ones that were telling him like he'd have to fire soon and stuff and so I think he just was kind of doing his job but he obviously he knew that he could um say screw you like this is my daughter like this is not about hockey anymore yeah and I also felt bad for Kevin in the beginning because it seemed like his parent like his mom was so checked out and his dad was so overbearing about like living his hockey dreams through his son that he almost felt bad for him in the beginning oh they they definitely make you feel bad for kevin especially when they talk about like when he was on like a little league hockey team they won 12 to nothing he scored all 12 goals but he missed like the 13th one yeah and his dad's like why'd you miss that one and so that's that's also at the beginning when they're talking when they do the bang 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 mm -hmm. you don't really know what that is that's him like practicing making goals and stuff. And I mean, his parents were definitely not around, but again, it still doesn't make an excuse for what he did. No, it's just, it kind of turns it on its head. Like you feel bad for him. And then, then you realize like all the pent up rage that he has. And you're like, Ooh, yeah. It's also like needs therapy. the culture, like yeah. just the culture of that hockey team. Like you're only, you're a star, you're idolized. Mm -hmm. You don't have to play by the same rules and you deserve everything. So he's almost like, brought up to just think that well I can do whatever with this girl or whatever girl yeah so it's like not, yeah this girl wanted it fault, but it's also 
it's the culture of how you're brought up, how boys are brought up and taught to treat women. So, yeah, like any girl wants me and I chose you. Right. I chose you to go what I want and not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ask like you didn't want it. Especially like that one scene where they were all in school, just like on their desks, like hollering <laughs> a bunch of nonsense yeah. about the game. And the teacher was like, oh, God. Like, what they call her, like sweet pants or yeah. sweet cheeks or something. They call the teacher like sweet cheeks. I was like, that's gross. Don't tell your teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I really liked Benji was because. Yeah, and Benji didn't like buy into that. I think it's partially because he had sisters and was brought up by females like yeah he just was cut from a different cloth and like played hockey but wanted nothing to do with the rest of that like toxic masculinity stuff yeah for sure go ahead oh i was just gonna say he was a great character like i kept picturing like um tyler kitch as the character like a yeah like a riggan like yeah Yeah. that's kind of who i pictured yeah i kind (laughs) of pictured a tim riggins hockey player because there was such a point being made, too, about how his sisters didn't put up with any bullshit. Like, they'd be like, are you still doing that hockey nonsense? All right, that's fine. Because <laughs> like, yeah. his sister was a hockey player, too. And didn't she, wasn't she, like, injured? And that's what kind of stopped her career. Yeah. Weren't they going to start a women's league? Weren't they going to start a women's league? No. Girl, I can't remember. <laughs> so I'll have... <laughs> the book is, like, 400 miles away. you were. I feel like they were going to start one. The second book. Yeah, I'm, current, I, I'm currently maybe, listening I'm to the first to one. I'm not trying to spoil it, but you should read the second book. Look, she's like, listen. You should maybe read the second one. What's the... <laughs> Some stuff happens. <laughs> she's like, just read that one. What is that one called? It's called Us Against, Us Against you. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that'll be, I'll put that on my list. <laughs> Yeah. There was a, um, Beartown was removed from a reading list in high school, of a high school in North Carolina, because it was described as vulgar and graphic. So glad. <laughs> See, the crazy thing is, is, like, when I first read this book, I thought it did such a good job of, like, really, really fighting against that culture. Hi, Ollie. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. What are you doing up here? You know, I was going to say, when I first read this, I thought it did such a good job of, like, fighting against that culture because we still see a lot of it here in america sorry i just like ran up and down the stairs <laughs> oh god uh fighting against that culture that i was like i want to have oliver read this like once he gets into high school so he can see like the other side of it mm-hmm. like what like 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 why benji and why amat did the right thing and like why you know standing up against that is such a like a good thing and then people go and like ban it i'm like yeah because there's some swears in it like i don't like, yeah, probably see worse at home well and this is definitely not vulgar like even like the rape scene and stuff like that there might be some trigger warnings but this was not vulgar i have definitely read a lot worse yeah. listen poppy war was disturbing yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about vulgar even even verity like that whew, that was rough it definitely didn't like over sexualize anything I like almost don't even really remember what happened in that scene because it was a couple yeah. pages and it didn't like really it wasn't that graphic I didn't think it's it so. focused on like other because that was that was like one of my favorite it sounds terrible when I say favorite scenes but I, what I mean is like like it went from Maya describing like the horror of what she was going through but by looking at like mundane things that were in kevin's room yeah. like she looked at the trophy at. she was trying yes. to like focus on other yes. things while fighting and then the next chapter is a walking in and seeing the same things through mm-hmm. a different lens yeah and like to me like that was so so powerful how he was like he went from being like oh my god look at these trophies look at these posters and then realizing what was happening mm-hmm. in front of him yeah and so i i thought that was like very well done and very well written yeah it was not it wasn't really about the rape it was about how she was going to remember everything that was happening so when she yeah. did tell this story yeah yeah the experience of it how each person experienced it versus just like describing a gross yeah. scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah so which i don't know if you guys have read know my name by chanel miller yeah. she was um brock turner so i, I literally just started it today 
in the first chapter is about her like talking about like she meets up with her sister and they're like so excited because they're getting ready to go out and they're getting ready and then the next thing she knows she's waking up in the hospital and how like her trying to come together with all of those details it reminded me a lot of that where she was just kind of like what like why are there twigs in my hair like why am I wearing sweatpants like what happened thinking she just like got lost and fell asleep like passed down bush like you know yeah it reminded me a lot of that and so when when you're trying to give statements you they kind of want you to start from the beginning mm-hmm. like before that happened like how you got there like how your day started yeah and it's just so weird because again it's like you know here's like Maya a normal 15 year old girl excited that the boy she has a crush on is talking to her and paying yeah. attention to her and then and he's two years older also yeah and like I think other girls at the party were like giving her dirty looks and stuff and so I know just like at work when you read some of the statements and they're like I don't really remember just something mm-hmm. feels off something feels wrong it's like sometimes your body just shuts it down or like mm-hmm. maybe you only remember this one weird detail that doesn't really help anything but that's just what you remember it's just like your body you just remember stuff different than everyone else might and it's just yeah. everyone's different. yeah um i forgot i was gonna say something to this now i forgot about it i know <laughs> oh the book you were talking about is that a memoir mm-hmm. okay so it's because during the trial she was only known as emily doe like she was under a pseudonym the entire time and then um, she released her victim impact statement because, you know, he only got like six months of bullshit in jail and like community service nonsense. But um, yeah, because you don't want to ruin his life. Yeah, she um, she wrote this memoir as kind of a way of being like, here's my story. Here's my like, you know, yeah, like as a way to help her cope and stand up and because she was like everybody was so focused on the name Brock Turner that everyone forgot who I am like uh, yeah. I just became I became like you know a, a mannequin a puppet in it and this is think, this is my chance to tell you yeah about me I feel like that's how a lot of like true crime is too when you tell the story you're usually telling it about the person that did the killings and stuff like that um especially like when it's serial killers like it's it's a rarity that you can mention every single victim. You're more focused on what the um, killer did or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's kind of how this book was. Like, we were more worried about the hockey team and what was going to happen in the finals and what was going to happen to Kevin. We weren't worried about, like, is um, Maya okay and how is she feeling and um, that this happened to her. We were more worried about, well, are we going to lose this game because – you know, yeah. Kevin's not playing. So, yeah, I definitely agree. This is, I j- this is definitely one of those books that, like, you see it on banned books lists and you get mad because you're like, the people who need to be reading this story are the people you're taking it from. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a book that I would recommend to people. Mm-hmm. Just a book that I would I say. obviously did. <laughs> you made everyone read it i, I, te- I mean i technically did blindly because it I, was the christmas gift <laughs> i blindly gave it to you <laughs> somebody was like you like hockey right it's hockey it's gotta be good i mean i kept hearing really good things about it and about that author in general i would like to know on goodreads my my like 10th grade english teacher she gave this only like two stars, but she didn't write a review. So I'm like, why? <laughs> you should comment on it. You should ask her why. But why? Why? Yeah, because it, I mean, it has a 4.27. There's over 200. And, hmm? So they think I gave it a four. Did you guys give it fives? I gave it a five. I, it a five. Um, I think it was like one of the first books I had read in quite some time where I was just like, this is really, really good. And it really held my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it has over two hundred and eighty-seven thousand ratings, and over thirty-three thousand reviews. 
um, yeah, I, I would be interested to see like what somebody says like about a one star. I do know some people like they couldn't get through it. They thought it was really slow at the beginning, mm-hmm. which I could see that because that's like where you're learning about your character introduction. And if you're not a fan of like that part or just even the hockey in general, like that kind of thing, I could see that. But I found it where I went. But I was also reading Great Expectations at the time and. <laughs> There's a huge difference between those two books, so one was very, very different than the other. So I definitely enjoyed this one more. Oh, I got way off on a tangent on Goodreads. Becca, are you reading Crying in H-Mart? I'm starting it, yes. Okay, because that's that was on my list, too. <laughs> I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> I've only taken the book jacket off. That's as far as I've gotten. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm reading it though. I have discarded the most annoying part of this book. <laughs> well, it's not my books. So I don't want to destroy the jacket. <laughs> I usually take mine off too because I just feel like it gets in the way. It slides up and down. Yeah. What else yeah. have you seen? Sometimes the book jackets are good for like the first 20 pages to mark your spot. And then after <laughs> that, you're like, yeah. Just gets in the way. Just eat them does. away. It definitely does. It's funny. Yay, yeah. book. Yay, bear time. Yay, I know. Bear Do y'all have a book that y'all have read this year or that you're hoping to read this year that you think could have the same caliber as what Bear Town did last year? Do you mean like, like same plot or just like the same kind of like book that grabbed you like that the best of kind of like do you have a book that you think is gonna because like baritone was obviously the best that we read of 2021 for both of us mm-hmm. um do you have one that you think you've already hit your best of this year or do you think it's definitely coming i think it might be coming like i said i just finished the poppy war and i really 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 like that but i got pachinko coming up I think heard really good things about that one. I could see that being a five star. And then, um, like I said, I'm currently reading Know My Name, and I got through the first chapter of that, and that was really, really profound, really good. I did really look like what looks like crazy on an ordinary day. I'm looking forward to reading that. It's on my list. Um, it was. I just got Under the Banner of Heaven. I'm pretty <gasps> stoked to read that. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were talking about that yesterday. <laughs> Which is, a, it's a bummer. I just like to read bummer books, I guess. So. Yeah. I had that book for the longest time and was going to choose it for book club, and I just never came around to it. <laughs> okay, I so. Really love John Krakauer, and I've been waiting to read this, and then now Andrew Garfield's in like, Gar- this yes. adaptation of it. I was like, I must start this right now. Is this where he's a detective? Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's got, like, it, true detective vibes. Okay, because it keeps up. showing up on my Hulu to watch. I didn't know it was a book. Yes. But yes. that's it's a but true that's, story. And that's the book that we talked about yesterday on the terrifying mm-hmm. books? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because John Krakow also wrote Into Thin Air. Which is then, really good. I'm obsessed then, with Mount Everest and, like, climbing <laughs> expeditions and stuff. And <laughs> that book is so good. Oh, uh, Okay. He also now wrote I want to the wild that yes. one about the kid that lives out there yes. and then dies. Yeah. Everyone's like, that book's so inspiring. I was like, that man dies at the end. <laughs> dies he alone in a bus. Alone. <laughs> Spoiler alerts, guys. No. <laughs> okay. That's an old book. If you haven't read that yet, I can't. That's what, that's what we were saying, like when we were discussing like Anna Karenina. We were like, at this point, if you haven't read it, not our fault. <laughs> this is like 200 something years old I, I can't I can't like, hold back the spoilers like I even think most with, of the ones yeah, yeah I'm like eh, I'm not gonna read this I'll just listen to what they have to say about it I even <laughs> think you listen like, to us cry through great expectations yeah <laughs> I left every episode of that <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel too about Game of Thrones I like I feel like we're very far past the finale that if you haven't watched it that's on you yeah. like and spoilers like most people know because I think I knew most spoilers before I even watched it I was like oh well probably but yeah okay yeah I mean 
I was trying to think like books I've read this year. I, my my list isn't great right now. Like I definitely don't have. I will say the vanishing half was really good. Um, I think then, you guys both would like a history of wild places. I think you both should give that one a try. Okay. Also, I can't find my Kindle. <laughs> and that has the light in August book on it. Tiffany, no. <laughs> no, this is not good. It's not going well for me. Um, I can tell you one I was surprised that I or that I liked more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. And that was that was Dune. Oh. Yes. Which I I listened to it because I couldn't read it. I kept falling asleep. And because Tyler <laughs> wanted to see the movie, I was like, fine, but I have to read it first. <laughs> And so I actually kind of enjoyed it. I was a little confused, but then I saw the movie and I was like, okay, I think I get it. Isn't it like a six-part series? Um, I guess. I don't know. It's like a whole universe. I think there's, yeah, I think there's like six books total. I think Dune is technically like two or three, but then now they've like modernized, like condensed it into one. I don't know. Yeah, my dad said the first three are really good, and then after that, the whole series is just like crashes. Yeah. So. He's he's kept listening to it, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. I saw the movie. How long? What? It. Yeah. How long was the audio? Long. It was like thirty hours, some somewhere oh, up in there. Yeah. It was long. Yeah, that's the that's what the Game of Thrones ones are. I think they're like around thirty six hours, which is hard to listen to, like in one sitting. Beartown's only 13, and oh. yeah, and I, I've listened to five of it, so it's not terrible, and I'll probably finish that, even though we already talked about this book. <laughs> I'll still finish it. I think what I'm looking forward to, because I don't know if I've had my favorite book this year. I hope not. Um, I know we'll, I'll probably reread um, Where the Crawdads Sing just to get ready for the movie. Um and then I'm just hoping some of the books that I got for Christmas, like, I'm hoping some of those become, like, my favorites. Are so you guys we'll going to do Reese's Book Club next? I feel like you should make a jump to someone you're going to like all the books. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking today, I was like, Oprah chose a lot of, like, English major literature. Yeah. And it's, that doesn't mean the books are good. It just means they're... It should be read. Well studied. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see, like, what her 2.0 books were to see if she got, like, a little bit better. Um, but well, I, I know think... My Dark Vanessa was on there, and I really liked that book, too. Yeah. And I know, like, with Reese, like, I think she's probably the second largest celebrity book club and probably the most popular. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's probably surpassed Oprah. And there's definitely more books on her list that I would want to read. Mm-hmm. Then that were on Oprah's. You could do also do Shonda Rhimes and read Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually some pretty surprising celebrities that have book clubs. Like Andrew Luck has one. Yes, Andrew Luck has a book club. <laughs> yes. yes. He's got he's got it's it's like <laughs> veterans and rookies, and his rookies are all like children's books <laughs> that go oh. along with his veterans' choice. <laughs> That's, That's adorable, actually. It's adorable, yeah. It's really cute. Um, and then we said Emma, Emma Roberts has one, right? Emma yeah. Roberts has one, and then Florence and Welch from Florence and the Machine has one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure That's there's awesome. definitely more. Um, oh, Jenna Bush Hager. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a rapper from Chicago. Her name's No Name, and she has one, and she chooses books specifically by people of color only. Oh, that's cool. It could like be interesting that. to just, like, dip into every now and then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that. I've been reading a lot of books by East Asians, apparently, <laughs> this year. Yeah, I guess you have. <laughs> yeah, unintentional, but it happened. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's funny. No, yeah, I think, I mean, Reese would be the obvious choice to do as our next book club. And it gives, like, again, she's had it for, like, three plus years now, so there's tons of books where some of these people just kind of started theirs. So they don't they definitely don't have as many books to choose from. Because Netflix was starting one with hmm, she was on Orange is the New Black. 
I only watched a few episodes of that, so I can't even think of who her character was. But the actress who plays her, where they would say, like, I think it was basically, like, you know, here's here's a new show or a new movie coming out. Here's the book it's based off of. If you like this, here are more books you could read. Oh. So, like, it was, like, kind of like a book club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, again, I think they only did that for, like, a few shows and then they stopped. Yeah. I was participating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um and I also saw that the show show was doing like the woman in the window next to the woman in the window. Yes, so they did the woman that in the window called. across or like across the street from the girl in the house or something. Yeah. <laughs> like the one that the has woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. Yes, that has, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I I loved, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that whole show because it's exactly like all of those you know, woman on the train, girl in the window, yeah. woman in the cat. They like, they all spoof that. They all do a really yeah. good job with it's it. It's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like when they scary like movie spoofed like the Scream series and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And Kristen Bell did a really good job in it. Yeah, she yeah. played it so seriously, yeah. and it was just hilarious because nothing else was serious really about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. just, like, just pouring whole glasses of wine and then <laughs> spilling them. You're like, bitch, get your. Sh- Get together. <laughs> that's like she'd pour it, and then she'd be like, sip it, and then like, yeah, go into her window. That's how I felt though. In these, like, the girl on the train, she was like an alcoholic that quit her job but still rode the train every day because she didn't want to tell her roommate. Same thing with like the woman <laughs> in the window. Again, drinks all the time. Like, doesn't know what's going on. It's hard to believe her because she's constantly drunk. Like, it definitely plays into that. Line. Watching murders. Yeah. That's all it is. It may not have happened. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. What else? The, the staircase into a, a show. I saw that. I, I still haven't watched the the documentary or whatever. I know. I feel, on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like I've listened to enough, like, either Dateline or 2020 or my favorite murder that have covered it that I'm like, I probably have my theories now. Um, and it especially the owl. You always know the, the owl. owl. <laughs> but he also like had a cork, cork town. Was that what it's called? Cork. It was the horse. He was the horse. What? Yeah. There was, <laughs> it's like West Cork, West Cork, West Cork. There was a, um, a French woman who was found dead in um, Ireland. And it was kind of like, was she murdered? Did she fall? And there's this one guy who was like, I think she was trampled by a horse. <laughs> but it's like- but they only talked to him for like five minutes and then they like leave. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a reporter that he actually becomes a suspect during yeah. this, which is really cool. It's a podcast. It's about six or seven episodes. Really it's on Audible. It's free. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's finally not on Audible anymore, so you can get it, like, without using a credit. Oh, good. <laughs> but, That's what I need. Yeah. Cause, but, yeah, because when I first listened to it, I had to use a credit to listen to it on Audible. And that was, I mean, that was a long time ago. But, yeah. But it's a really good one. Um, but, yeah. Just at this point, I feel like the staircase. Because I think even My Favorite Murder did a Q&A with... Um, his defense attorneys? I can't remember. I thought it was with his defense attorneys, which I thought was interesting. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what else, guys? Um, they're also making a TV show about the Murdoch murders. <gasps> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's cast, yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, these things are being handed to these writers in L.A. <laughs> like, they're definitely, um, I'm not, I'm still listening to that podcast. I haven't made my way through it. I just I didn't love, I didn't love it. I didn't love the podcast. Yeah, not my favorite. I, I listened to The Sinisterhood. They did, I think it was like a two or a three part episode on it. And that's when I first heard it. I listened yeah. to that because you told me to listen to that. So I did. And I thought they did well in that. I just, I remember at some point them like, using nicknames for people and like the nicknames didn't make sense so i was like who like who's seatbelt who is this guy <laughs> so i ended up having to like stop and go back and listen. i was like i don't know who yeah. these people are um 
And I think 2020 did like a two hour episode for them as well that kind of covered all the bases as well. Yeah. I just feel like with the the official podcast, like the Murdoch Murders, there's a lot of jumping around. Like one episode will be like about him getting shot. And then the very next episode will be about his wife and son getting killed. And then and like and then we'll yeah. jump around. And then like three episodes later, it's like part two of him getting shot. And I'm like, we could have like done them all together. <laughs> like that She's was- also very like into it's she makes it very much about her and like their news company like we are the ones that first broke the story and this lawyer was being mean to me and this and blah it's like okay we know you broke the story you're there like yeah got it yeah yeah Yeah. it's it I don't know it was weird I didn't like it as much yeah it's a wild story though yeah my cousin um because she lives in Savannah, she was hearing about it, like, really early on when things were breaking, and she kept just sending me stuff about it, and I was like, I do not care, like, this is not <laughs> happening near me, like, and she was like, no, it's getting crazier, this has now happened, and and then I think that's when y'all were texting finally about it, and I was like, I'm literally getting, like, breaking news from my cousin. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I don't know, that's, I, I, yeah, I'm not surprised that one's gonna be a show either. It's, uh, like, one of the producers or writers or whatever is Erin Lee Carr, and she did all those really good documentaries, like, about the Plainville girl and the um, the Gypsy whatever. The Gypsy one. Rose Blanchard. Gypsy Rose and the Britney Spears one. Like, she's done all these really awesome documentaries, so that show might be good. Yeah. yeah. That uh, girl from Plainville documentary, I think it's called, like, I Love You, No Die. It's disturbing. Yeah. disturbing. Very disturbing. I just finished the the show about it. Was that good? Did they do well on that? They did a pretty good job. They really go into like his life mm-hmm. and like kind of go through a show like how depressed he was in his home life, and then like kind of show her and her relationships with her friends. So I th- I thought they did a good job on it. Yeah. Did y'all ever watch the thing about Pam? Yes. Not yet. It was so good, right? I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little hokey. Oh, it definitely was. They definitely played but, into it. Yeah. They definitely played into... They liked the dropout better. I think they played more into it because I really liked... Um, like, with Dirty John, seasons one and season two, like, that definitely was more dramatic and more based on the story. Like, with this one, you're still getting, like, the Keith Morrison, like, input in there and, like... <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting, like, Renee Zellweger, like, the way they would play her, and, yeah, they definitely made fun of Pam for sure, like, they they made this a joke, like, it was not supposed to be dramatic at all, they made it a comedy, I think. I forget that she stabs herself with the pen. Oh, yes! <laughs> and that we get to that scene, and I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Ugh. Oh. Yeah, that, that was twists and turns. I just Renee Zellweger was just so good as Pam. And yeah. they show like at the end, they show like actual scenes of Pam. And those were scenes that you actually saw Renee Zellweger do, which was really, really good. Like she played it really well. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was great. <laughs> I think it would have been different if they would have done it like based on like a Dirty John. Like if if it was the same people that did Dirty John, like a season three. I definitely think it would have been a different type of um, thing. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do a Dirty John season three. That'll be good. Yeah. Well, our, our talk on Beartown went away. <laughs> well, you can only talk about rape and hockey for so long. <laughs> Before it starts to get really sad. <laughs> you should read the second one. I liked okay. it. Like, kind of once you get through the beginning where it does a lot of callbacks, then it gets into kind of its own story, and it's good. I liked it. On my list. Know what the third one's going to be about? Yeah. The I'm women's just hope- hockey league. Maybe. I'm the just winners. hoping that how how the first one ended where it kind of tells you like it doesn't tell you who they are but like the somebody dies and stuff like I hope that we eventually find that out kind of thing 
You do. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do. You Got do. It. <laughs> a good pay. I'd say good payoff at the end of this one where you find more stuff out. Okay. Get some more explanations. I can't wait for you guys to read Malibu Rising because I really liked that. Yeah. I so I know I was like I was like I'm gonna wait for it to read on my birthday because the dates are yeah. the same. Long time from now. <laughs> but it is a long time from now, and if I don't end up like I might just end up returning Pachinko and getting it later because I don't like bringing library books on trips with me because I don't like <laughs> I'm afraid they're gonna get lost or destroyed. <laughs> so I might just read Malibu Rising. I don't know. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see where the the week takes me. You, Honestly, you can read any Taylor Jenkins read. I've pretty much liked all of them. Do you have a favorite? Um, if I really like Daisy Jones. I think I liked Malibu Rising more than Evelyn Hugo. Mm -hmm. Um, they all have like, they sound like such chiclet. It's like. One loves and like forever interrupted. <laughs> yeah. But she, I feel like she writes them and writes the what the characters and what they're thinking like really well. Where you're like, oh, that resonates with me. Yeah. I think forever interrupted. I really liked too. I think that's the one. Okay. I don't know. They're all good and they're so fast to read. So it's just like yeah. if yeah. like in your reading slumps, you could just pick up really any <laughs> yeah, of them. You know what? Short. Yes, because this. <laughs> is killing me right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> they're short and they're just like quick and you can get through it and there you go, one book down. <laughs> yeah. You could you could always just pick up another one and come back to Broken Monsters. I know. I just and I don't think it's the book. I think it's me. So I don't <laughs> God. I just need to like sit down and read it and be done. That's that's how I was with History of Wild Places where I was like, I don't think it's the book. I think I'm just like bleh. Because as soon as I picked the book up and was like, all right, you're going to read 30 minutes. I ended up reading for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. And now that I'm, like, done traveling for right now, I can, like, have time to actually read it. Because apparently when I travel, I don't read, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I just sleep. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, there was times I was asleep on that plane before we took off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> but, like, Ma'am, ma can you please get off the floor? <laughs> I brought three books with me to go to AFS and did I read any of them? No. <laughs> I watched TV or I listened to all the podcasts. I just I could not I was yeah. not reading. I don't but, know why. So I loved three books across the country and then loved them back. That's how I felt too when we went to Japan. Like I don't think I even made a dent in Game of Thrones because I put that one on my Kindle. I was like, this will be great. I can read them. I don't even think I made a dent into the first book. Like, I definitely did. Yeah, I definitely did not finish anything there. Yeah, I think I was doing a lot of sleeping on those trains. God, those trains just, like, rocked me to sleep. <laughs> That's so fun. So peaceful. <laughs> yeah. So. A lot of walking slash running to get to places. And <laughs> I just remember one where we were, like, We've got like 30 seconds to get from this platform to this platform on our train. And, and like, I just remember like we have to catch it. Yeah. Like I just remember like Tiffany, you stopped to like grab your luggage and back and just was like why <laughs> you scooped it up and kept it. Yep, my cross crossfit over here just grabbed it and went. I was like, thank you. Because I'm not running with it. I just remember like I'm seeing that. on this train, whether you guys do or not. <laughs> well, didn't we get on it? Think it was the wrong train. Get off. Realize it was the right train yes. and had to jump right yes. back on it. We just like kept going in like a loop. <laughs> like they could be like, oh, these stupid American girls. <laughs> I think, Overall, no, I, think I my can't favorite. believe you made it everywhere we needed to, no. but yeah. No, that was great. A little bit. My favorite was That's when we good. were waiting for that small train in that small town. And Tiffany, yeah. like you went to go talk to the, the, the train conductor, like, is this the train that goes? <laughs> he was like, stay here. And he just <laughs> Started driving away while talking. <laughs> like, Thank you. Out the window waving at you, and you were like, "All right, bye." <laughs> Guess that's not it, guys. Oh God, that was that was great. No, the fact that we made it to all of our destinations and we didn't miss a single train was pretty remarkable. 
That was pretty wild. Yeah. 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 So Would cool. traveling go any better four years or five years later? Probably not. <laughs> no. Not even. Oh my god. <sighs> okay. All right. Happy 50th episode, guys. Right. <laughs> we did it. We need like a pop of champagne. I was looking for for sounds to put in, and I was like, none of these are very celebratory. (laughs) They're all like, (laughs) there's one that's also bottle like right near your microphone. Yeah, save it for all occasions. Yeah, (laughs) mom, I gotta go get some champagne. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) We're not drinking it. We're just using it to pop. Mom, I need a new computer. <laughs> I forgot to press record. Do it again. <laughs> I can't put the cork back in the bottle. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Thank you, Becca, for joining yes, us on this episode. So- You're welcome. I'm not uh-huh. listening to this one, though. I cannot listen to myself speak. <laughs> listen, it took me a solid, like, 27 oh, episodes to go back and re-listen, and that was because I had nothing else to listen to on a drive. Uh, oh, God. I hate listening to it, like, but I listen to it just to make sure we don't say something that we need to, like, correct later, then I'm like, God, we're so dumb. Yeah, like um, calling Ahmad Adnan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but, like, I, like, cringe, like, listening to it, I'm like, ugh, and I kind of know what's coming up, I'm like, oh, dear God, here we go. <laughs> this is where I said that dumb thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lindsay didn't cut that one out, got it, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to watch your mock testimony? Nope. 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 I never. Hey, we're going to watch with a group of people. The hell we are. Yeah. yeah, I did not open that disc when they gave it to me. I was like, no, I'm good. We don't need to see what I did. You did. That's Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay. Um, here's to 50 more episodes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading W celebs. Please go give us a like, follow, subscribe, all of those fun things. Again, Becca, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.